Shabbat Shalom. The Torah this week is a tale of two stories. First, we have the character Balaam, who is not only unable to curse Israel, but ends up blessing Israel and heaping on praise after praise three times. And it doesn't happen quickly. But the Torah tells a long and in some ways comical story about Balak, who hires Balaam to perform a curse. We are also introduced to Balaam's rather famous talking donkey and the complicated relationship with God and an angel that all of them, including the donkey, seem to have. All of this leads up to the beautiful words of his third and final curse turning into a blessing. Anyone know what they are? Ma tovu o halecha Yaakov mishkenotecha Yisrael. How gorgeous are your tents, O Jacob, your dwelling places, O Israel. We sing it every morning in our liturgy. Balaam finds that he is unable to fulfill his task, and instead of a curse, he is overflowing with words of blessing, which the Torah suggests is a result of God's intervention. The story takes up the bulk of the Torah portion until the very end, when the scene changes suddenly and dramatically. After the long episode with Balak and Balaam, we are brought back to Moses and the people who are still wandering in the wilderness. Chapter 25 of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers, opens with the words, Vayechal ha'am liznot et banov Moav, and the people profaned themselves with the daughters of Moav. This final section of the parsha then goes on to explain how Pinchas, a priest and grandson of Aaron, proceeds at God's command to stab the bellies of one of the Israelite and Moabite couples who are engaged in this behavior that the Torah finds so problematic and links to idol worship. The Torah didn't know about San Francisco. Then, leaders of the community did the same to 24,000 Israelites who had been involved with Moabite women. It was a mass execution. What? We were just reading verse after verse of how wonderful and powerful Israel is. Who can count the dust of Jacob? Number the dust cloud of Israel. Lo, a people that rises like a lion, leaps up like the king of beasts. Blessed are they who bless you, Israel, and accursed are they who curse you. It seems to me that when we are confronted with this interesting juxtaposition in this portion, there's a few things we could learn from it. First, this parsha reminds me of a well-known teaching by Rabbi Simcha Bunin, a Polish Hasidic master of the, at the turn of the 19th century. He is credited with the story that you may have heard where we're all taught that we're supposed to put a note in each pocket. Every day, walk around with one note in each pocket. Everyone must have two pockets, he says, one in which it is written, Bishvili nivra ha'olam, the entire world was created for me, and in the other pocket, va'anochi afar afar, I am dust and ashes. The teaching of Rabbi Bunim is about balancing healthy ego with humility, about knowing that one is good and worthy without falling into arrogance and narcissism, it seems to me that we can look at this parsha as a reminder of this balance for our people. On the one hand, we are blessed and worthy of blessing. God is with us, and our Jewish story is one to be very proud of. On the other hand, like all peoples, we also have difficult moments in our past, 
moments to not be proud of, moments we have not lived up to the vision of holiness in our Torah. The second lesson that I think this Parsha warns us of is a warning about religious extremism. When the people are so brutally punished for worshiping another god, they pay with their lives. I think this gives us at least two options as readers. One option is to see this as a stern warning against idolatry and mixing with other cultures. But I think another option is to read this as a warning about what happens when we take our religious convictions or our ethnic particularism too far. I suggest that when we read about what happened, the Torah invites us to be appalled at what Pinchas and the other leaders carried out. Again, this portion with its two heavy stories sends us back to a place of balance. Third, and finally, and this remains very relevant today, this Torah portion reminds us of the dangers of xenophobia and racism, and a reminder that we too can fall into this trap. You see, one way to read both of these stories is to read them as accounts of people reacting with fear and violence to those who are different than them. Balak sends for Balaam to curse Israel because Israel has become so numerous, which is a fear that he shares with Pharaoh in Egypt back in Exodus. Nachmanides, a 13th century commentator in Spain, comments that Balak knew that the Israelites had no intention of seizing their land, which was his fear, and that they only wanted permission to cross the Jordan to get into the land of Israel. They had traveled far and risked everything to get to a land where they could be free and live good lives. Despite knowing this, Balak still attempted to have them cursed. He allowed his fear of these newcomers, these different people who were showing up at his border, seeking passage to the land of Israel to drive his reaction. And then the difficult episode with the Moabite women. The Torah recounts this violent episode in a, manner of fa- in a matter of fact kind of way that leaves many uncomfortable. It tells of 24,000 people facing capital punishment because they interacted with other cultures and perhaps worshiped another god. An extreme story, and one that is almost certainly exaggerated to make a point. But what point? Are we really to read this as a simple warning against idol worship and mixing with other tribes? That's the obvious reading, the simple reading, the Peshat. What if the warning is actually about how quickly xenophobia can escalate into something very, very bad, even deadly? What if we were to read into this story and into this juxtaposition a warning? Yes, you are capable of goodness and righteousness. You are worthy of blessing. But be careful. You too can become filled with the desire to do violence. You too can be a carrier of curses. The Torah asks us poignantly, what will you do when you encounter others? Remember what happened to you when you were at the border of Moab and how they tried to curse you. Remember how fear led to carnage when one of your priests let things go too far. Shabbat Shalom.